Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to We Gotta Talk. I'm so glad you're here today. Uh, this is the Healthy Skin series. So if you've been here for a couple of months, you know I kicked off a series of episodes where we're really focused on skin health, uh, what it takes to make us look and feel our best. So we talk with various beauty experts, brand founders, people in the space of beauty and wellness that have like great wisdom and knowledge to share. And my guest today is that in in spades. Dr. Ekta Yadav is the host of the wildly popular podcast, Skincare Anarchy, which I've been subscribed to for quite some time. She's the publisher behind the independent uh, independent beauty magazine, Eugen. And if that weren't enough, she's also a surgeon. Her work has appeared in various dermatology, microbiology, and oncology journals. So she really brings a medical knowledge to her discussions in the beauty space. And every week she interviews brand founders, industry leaders, and it's all about the topic of skin health and beauty. So you're going to hear on her podcast interviews with legacy brands, up and coming brands, really anyone who's involved in or even peripheral to the world of skincare. And today she's here to share her extensive wisdom. So Dr. Ekta, thank you so much for being here today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for such a wonderful introduction, Sony. I'm so honored to be here and thank you for creating this platform and giving me an opportunity to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm so grateful. And we, we started chatting in the beginning and I heard your voice and I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm talking to like, you know, a, a movie star, someone whose voice oh, I hear weekly in my ears talking to me. So we were chatting a bit offline, Dr. Ekta, and your, um, your resume is pretty extensive. And I'm saying this at the beginning because guys, this is not just, you know, you've heard a lot. I mean, on this podcast too, or many other sort of areas of discussion online where beauty is the focus of people talking um, sort of from the expert perspective in beauty. But Dr. Yadav has really been in the space for a while. Like I said, her work has been published across various medical journals. So what's interesting about you, Dr. Ekta, is that you bring that medical knowledge. So when you interview all these brand founders or experts in this space, you're really kind of looking at it not only from the consumer perspective, but also like the medical perspective, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I love that you brought up the science because I I really love science. You know, at the end of the day, like I always tell people, I'm a genuine science nerd through and through. (laughs) I've been that way my whole life. So, yeah, every time I talk to somebody, it's about the science. It's about the Mm -hmm. real stuff. So, absolutely. Yeah. And you said you've been like involved in science somehow since you were like seven years old. Like this is your passion in life. So you, did you always know that you wanted to go toward medicine or go towards something in STEM? Yeah. You know, it's, it's great that you asked that because I really did, you know, and I'm, I'm actually Indian by my my ethnicity is Indian. And I know as a lot of people listening might know, you know, a lot of Indian people go into medicine, right? I mean, a lot of doctors are Indian and, but my parents actually never pushed me. I was always interested in myself. I mean, at seven, I was reading like encyclopedias because I, my father was in science, you know, and I always looked up to dad and I always wanted to be like him. And so I was like, you know what, let me start reading. And I think with that um, push from my parents and also just my own interest, I got really involved and I ended up actually working in a lab, like an actual wet lab um, at the age of seven. I discovered a fungus at that age. That was Wait, what's a wet lab? lab? Bring us, bring us yeah. like newbies up to speed. 
Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So um, a wet lab is like when you look at any uh, academic or academic hospital or any university, when you're working, like people who work in like a microbiology lab, for example, they're doing like cell cultures or they're doing stuff really actually with, um, you know, chemicals and reagents and stuff. That's a wet lab. So versus somebody who's like, for example, like, um, you know, in... I don't know, they're in something that's using a lot of like data, you know, they're doing a lot of data mining where they're not in a lab setting at all, you know, but they, mm -hmm. they might still have their PhD, but they're like crunching data, getting stats and like, you know, trends and stuff. So I was in the opposite where I was actually working with like microorganisms. I was working with like fungi, bacteria, like all these things. And I was really, really young, you know? So it was like, it was like any, I feel like any kid's dream come true because you know we all have that microscope, right? When we're little, but like I got to actually use a real microscope and like, you know, I uh, really get into it and I just couldn't stop, you know, when I first got started, I just, after that, it was like, Ooh, I'm off, you know, <laughs> like this is That's what I want to so cool. do. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's interesting too. And I, I like to ask people what they were like when they were young sometimes because um, you find a fair amount of people who just sort of always have known what they were good at or what they liked. Yeah. And I think there's this narrative out there that it's like, oh, you, you know, get to college, take a couple classes, see what you like. There are lots of people though who grew up knowing like, okay, this is me. Like, this is what I like. And it's just yeah. really cool to hear from like a parent's perspective, you know, to like um, sometimes people come into the world knowing who they are and what they want to do yeah. and to just kind of honor that and let it unfold. I completely agree with you. I think a lot, I've actually known so many kids, you know, like whether that's been through like, you know, friends or even my patients sometimes have children, you know what I mean? They'll come and visit them. They're, they talk more like with more focus than adults sometimes, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they know, it's like they know who they are already and mm -hmm. I'm shocked by it, you know, so whatever, every time I see it. So I'm like, I think definitely, you know, there is a component there where sometimes you just know. And for me, I, I think I did, you know, I knew I mm -hmm. wanted to go into science and I felt like medicine was always like, there's nothing deeper than this. You know, if I really want to do science, I'm going to have to learn medicine because if I didn't, it's like you reach a dead end, you know what I mean? Without it. So I was like, so interested. I knew what I wanted and I just kind of went for it. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't easy. You know, I got, definitely had a lot of setbacks, but you know, you just keep going. I think when you know what you want, you just keep going. So That's awesome. here I am. <laughs> you know, yeah. And you know, when, when you listen to your conversations or your interviews with, with all of your guests on skincare anarchy, we hear that level of detail discussed, right? So I think it's great that there are beauty podcasts out there that are more consumer focused. And then you know, some that are more industry focused, right? For people in the space. But for you, it's such a cool, um, it's such a cool show and an interesting angle. So as a journalist, I'm listening to and I'm listening and I'm hearing, okay, I'm not just getting, you know, the hard sell on this founder's line. I'm also getting Dr. Ekta asking questions about how this product is interacting with the skin or what makes it unique from from that scientific perspective. So when you started your podcast, Tell me what it was you wanted to bring to the table. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love what you said, by the way. And, and you know, just to kind of add to that and really, you know, for me, it was exactly what you said, which is this perspective. Um, you know, when I started Skincare Anarchy, Sonny, I kid you not, I was so frustrated as a consumer. Like all science aside, everything else aside, as a consumer, I was fed up. I was like, you know what? I have been on Instagram posting products I love for years having this conversation with my girlfriend at the time and we were like sitting down and just chatting you know about stuff we love you know girls talk about beauty we love right all of us do mm -hmm. that and we were doing that and I was like telling her you know yeah I love this moisturizer blah 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 and then I go you know what 
I don't understand why my posts don't get likes. You know, I look at all these creators and they've got millions of followers and likes and they're not even creating content that's interesting, you know? And so I was like, I don't get it, you know? And sometimes I would try brands that they were posting and I would be like completely disheartened because it wasn't working. And I thought something was wrong with me. You know, I was like, why, why am I not finding what I want, you know, as a consumer, mm -hmm. wasting mm -hmm. thousands of dollars. And at that moment I realized, screw it. I'm going to leave Instagram. I'm going to go straight to the, you know, source. And I literally kid you not, Sony, I cold pitched like 200 brands at the same time. I just said, Hey, we're starting a podcast. Will you come on my show? And I was shocked at how many of them were like so responsive, so willing to have this conversation because in my heart, I want to believe it's also because brands didn't never got the opportunity to talk about their science. They mm -hmm. always, you know, they talk about the glitz and glamour and all these other things, the frills. But when you really look at great brands, there's an underlying principle and that's science. It never mm -hmm. goes away. You know what I mean? So that's where it started. And that's where I realized instantly. I mean, my first episode was about the misinformation in the skincare industry. And to date, that's one of our best episodes. You know what I mean? Because we have just, like, people want to know that. They want to know this information. And I, when I realized that, I realized that I also have to focus on the brand side with this. So every brand I interviewed, it was about, hey, what are you doing? What's the science and why? You know, like wh mm -hmm. who, what, where and why? That was my protocol and I stuck to it. And yeah, I still do it, you know, every time. Yeah. So. How many years have you been up and running now? Three years. So it's been three years. We're, um, you know, we're fairly young still, you know, for a publication. But uh, for three, in three years, we've published over 520 episodes. Ah, oh, unbelievable. Okay, so here's the thing that I always think of as, you know, living sort of in the more consumer space is every time I listen to one of your episodes, I'm convinced, okay, this is the line that's going to solve all my problems. And then I listen to the next <laughs> one, I'm like, oh, damn, no, this one is. And it is so, I mean, for me, it's exciting because I love hearing about all these new, um, you know, technologies and, and ingredients, but it is also overwhelming. And I'm curious... Yeah. Given that you can probably appreciate the real science behind a lot of these, like you said, and understand the mechanisms by which the ingredients work, and you might even be sold, like, does it become impossible for you as an individual to like settle on a routine? Cause you're like, gosh, like they all have something going for them. Absolutely. Yes. They, I, so I cannot tell you, and I'm glad you asked this question because I literally every episode I'm very hyped up, right? Like in every brand interview because I've done my homework behind the brand and it mm -hmm. adds up what they're doing. The science adds up. I literally will not interview a brand if I don't believe in them. Like that's my mm -hmm. bottom line. You know, we get pitches every day and there's a lot of times where we can't host a brand because there's no science there. But sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, I'll host brands. Well, oftentimes I'll host brands and I'm like, this makes sense to me what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, biologically, physiologically, I get it. You know, and so a lot of times my routine will shift because of that. Like, you know, I'll notice like, okay, and, and you know, this is, I want to say this actually also because this is important. Your skin is an organ that's always changing. It's mm -hmm. always adapting. It's always changing to the, whether it's the environment, whether it's to your, uh, you know, behavioral, you know, things like, you know, trends, um, it's always adapting and overcoming and, you know, just becoming better and better and better or worse and worse and worse, depending on what you're doing. So those needs are always evolving. Thus, your skincare routine always needs to evolve. So I've always been in that position where, you know, if I do come across a very scientifically valid product or set of products, 
I definitely find myself in that position where I'm changing up my routine. I'm changing up how I'm doing, like, for example, serums or moisturizers, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, a lot of times. And I feel like that's kind of always going to be the case because at the end of the day, your skin will get going after a certain period of time. Like, it's just the, it's the truth of it, you know? It's like you hit that mark of, like, okay, I've kind of reached my saturation point with this, you know, routine. I got to switch it up a little bit. So, yeah. Can you I, – I, I actually, you know what? I'm going to save it for the end of the episode because I want to go through your current top shelf, but I want to make people wait for it. So don't go anywhere, guys, <laughs> because <laughs> if you've truly done – you've you, you have done all the research and vetting, I'm, like, dying to know what you're using, like, right now. So we'll get to that. Um, okay, so all of that being said – is there a particular technology or ingredient that's exciting you right now? And I'm going to tell you one episode that recently, I guess within the past few months you did that stuck in my mind was the Delavie Science Labs guy. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know. You tell me, like, what is groundbreaking in skincare right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if I'm being very honest with you, the most groundbreaking episodes and brands that I've I, that I really, you know, utilize in my daily life and I'm stuck on still are the ones that are utilizing new technologies for delivery mechanisms. It's not about what's in your product as a liquid product. It's about how you deliver it. So you could have a product, right, that has like niacinamide in it. But if you have something sitting on a shelf that's been in that formula for like however long, you're going to destabilize your whole formula. So the really good brands right now that are really science-focused, biotechnology-focused, you're going to see them utilizing amazing technologies, more so than ingredients. And this is why, I mean, I'm going to say something here. I, you know, I don't, I don't want anyone to, you know, get mad at me, but this is why I don't believe cosmetic chemists are the holy grail of this industry, because you can't figure everything out on a chemistry level. You have to look at the physiology. You have to look at the biology. And that's what excites me in a brand. When I see a brand that's done their homework beyond just ingredients, I'm like, okay, you have really gotten it because that's what's going to make your skin change when you're able to get things to where they're supposed to go. You know, I so it's like, for example, like cancer, right? I mean, this is a kind of a extreme example, but with cancer therapy, we don't go and say, well, okay, this therapy, we'll just hope it works. No, we have very targeted approaches to cancer therapy. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we put markers on things, we tag them so that they go exactly to where they need to go. I don't see why we can't do that with skincare. So when I see a brand that's able to do that, whether it's through, you know, the way they're delivering it through some sort of vesicle, for example, I know exosomes are coming up right now. You know, they're very exciting. Um, I know a lot of people are using hydrosomes as well. Um, liposomes, you know, all these Mm -hmm. different vehicles of delivery, they excite me because I know that they're going to get deeper than just the topical, you know, two or two to 10 layers of skin cells. It's going to actually go deeper than that. And that's where the really exciting stuff happens because other than that, you're not able to impact your skin if you can't do that. So you like, this is a, this is a perspective and I am a rabid consumer of beauty news that I have never heard before. I, you hear cosmetic chemists being interviewed all the time and this is not yeah. crapping on, on them or that position, but to hear you explain why it's more of a dance between the ingredients and the delivery, like that makes so much sense. And I don't know why I never thought of that. Probably because yeah, no, I mean, because a lot doctor. of people, don't because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a common thing because, and that's why mm-hmm. I, I literally, I am a huge believer in science 
has to be well-rounded. You know, you cannot mm-hmm. have, you cannot have one discipline dictating. And even, you know, I launched the safe seal and stuff and we've got every, you know, type of person represented here. You know, you got toxicologists, mm-hmm. chemists, biologists, physiologists, we are, we're all here, you know, because there, you have to be. When you go and talk to any medical committee for any problem you have, you know, for example, I'll tell you before surgery happens, what happens? You have a consultation with a whole team of people. That, ha- mm-hmm. that occurs before you operate on anybody. And I'm talking about, you know, you'll get a nephrologist in there, you know, you'll get a critical care guy, you'll have, you know, a trauma person, you'll have so many people in their perspectives before you decide on the procedure you're going to do. So I don't see why we can't do that with OTC products. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So all that being said, and, and I know you mentioned like the liposomal deliveries or some of the specific sort of mechanisms that you were impressed by. Can you shout yeah. out some brands that are doing it right that you think are trending in the direction of that more sort of, um, you know, technology that delivers? Yeah. So I know that there are brands out there that are using, um, you know, there's some exosome work, but it's more so, uh, I think of suppliers. Um, recently oh. I, I was working or actually interviewing Capsum Technologies and they're really great. They're a supplier and they've worked with amazing brands. So La Prairie, for example, um, Alginist is another example. Like mm-hmm. they've just worked with great brands. And the reason I love them is because they're able to use microfluidic technology. And what microfluidics really is for all the listeners is like you're able to have both oil and water based in the same formula and they're able to actually exist in a stable form and so where i got excited is when i interviewed capsum it was like literally talking about their technology where they're able to combine you know everything that's water soluble everything that's oil soluble and keep it Mm -hmm. you know the way it's supposed to be that in itself is a delivery mechanism you know what i mean because once you get it onto your skin you're gonna get the benefits of both And that's very, very huge, you know, in terms of like a lot of times things that are lipid soluble will automatically go deeper because your skin barrier is lipid based. You know, it Mm -hmm. has a lot of oil, like, you know, fatty acids and stuff in your skin barrier. So things will readily cross that barrier if they are already also like it, you know. So to be able to have that rather than just putting, you know, a random oil on your face is huge. So I found that to be very interesting when I was talking to, uh, you know, them as a brand, you know, as as a supplier for many, many brands, you know, because they're the real guys who are making the biotech, you know, they're mm-hmm. the geniuses. So I found that to be great. I love Alginus as a brand. Um, Alginus has always been a very, um, you know, efficacious line for me personally. You know, I don't know if you saw that one product they have, uh, Sonny, but it's the lip. It's got, they've got a lip product. It's, it's beautiful, like yellow beads. You can see it, you know, even in the body of the product. And um, it's lip collagen, actually, now that I think of it. And you put it on your lips and it works so beautifully. And it's both Like without the burn? Yeah. yeah it, it feels amazing. It feels like literally like a spa product. Like you're putting it on and your lips are so hydrated and they just feel so good. And I've been using it for years and I didn't know what the technology was until I interviewed Capsule. But that is an exact example of what I'm talking about. Like, it's beautiful, like the way it works, the technology. Okay, so looking ahead in this industry, uh, you know, you're always told, like you say, to follow the science and see sort of what is working from a clinical perspective. And I know, you know, again, from the consumer perspective, a lot of companies now are making sure that it's not just consumer perception studies, that they're doing actual clinical research. They're starting to realize that people are getting smarter is the bottom line. Um, That being said, I know, too, that the only ingredient that we've ever heard touted as this sort of savior ingredient because of the science, published science behind it is 
anything in the vitamin A family, right? Like the retin-A's, mm. retinol, tretinoin. And, you know, every time that I've interviewed someone, the, the conversation always kind of makes its way back to that ingredient or that class or family of ingredients because they're always saying, listen, this other stuff might be great, but bottom line is like the only like, you know, double blind clinical stuff that we can actually show the ingredient works is retinol. Is retinol becoming like kind of old news now. I yeah. I, I feel like I've been tr- hearing people trend away from that product, not only because yeah. of the irritation that it causes some people, but precisely based on what you're saying, which is the intro- introduction of these like new processes, ingredients that kind of can deliver similar results. Like, am I absolutely. viewing that right or absolutely. no? Yes, you are absolutely viewing it right. And you're really on the money with what you said. I am not a believer in vitamin A products right as of right now. I do not think there's vitamin A products in our industry right now that are interesting enough for me to put them on my face regularly in the week. Oh my I gosh, tell use, me more. I don't use it. Yeah, and let me tell you why. Because it's not like what vitamin A does, and this is exactly what you said, vitamin A is naturally made in our bodies, right? We know that. But when you're topically applying it, it's very harsh. It's very, very, it's going to cause oxidative stress. It's going to cause tissue damage. That's why you have people say, oh, I'm purging from my, you know, tretinoin. No, you're not purging. What's happening is you're destroying your skin barrier. That's what you're doing. So yeah, you look like you're getting all this acne that's coming up, right? Well, it's gonna take you about six months to a year to stabilize from all that damage. Now, remember how early in the episode I had said, your skin is always changing, it's always Mm -hmm. adapting? That's a prime example of that. Your skin, because of the stressor that you have put on it, which is vitamin A derivative, is stressed the hell out. It doesn't like it. That's why it's causing you so many issues. Anytime you have inflammation of your skin, you're causing stress to your skin. And that's why I stay away from vitamin A derivatives because they're very harsh. They interact with the actual molecules that are supposed to normally be on your skin surface, like fatty acids. They disrupt the acid mantle. They disrupt the skin barrier. And at the end of the day, the results, in my opinion, if you were to ask me, they are very little compared to the side effects. And, you know, take that however you want. If you're somebody who's already on a retinol product, Stick with it. If it's working for you, great. But I know for a fact that when I put something on my face, the last thing I want it to do is go crazy. You know what I mean? Like as a scientist, I don't want to see that. And I've always had that experience, you know, with all vitamin A derived products. Now, that's another thing I want to say um, in addition to that is that I think there's a lot of potential. Yeah, I know we've done a lot of, you know, double blind studies and that's great and it's wonderful, but... There's also a lot of stuff out here in the science world that no one talks about that's just kind of like fake news, if I'm being honest. Um, It was actually like, you know, kind of uncovered recently where they realized that a lot of papers are being published in various areas of study that are not truly as promising as they look. And so please keep that in mind, you know, consumers out there. When you are looking at studies, you want to make sure you're looking at good journals. You want to look at journals with an impact factor of one or more because those are journals that people are citing when they're writing new papers. That's really, really, really important. I want people to know that because, you know, a lot of you'll hear a lot of people say that, you know, vitamin A, it's mm-hmm. proven. Hey, look, we got the studies to prove it. Well, I don't know. You know, I need to see a lot more in my honest opinion because I've used it myself. I've seen people on it. It just has not worked. So I think there's a lot better stuff yeah. out here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say from experience, I've dropped it. I used to like it 
um, when I was younger and I am like a big believer in following the skin, following my skin. And, um, like you said, you pay attention to what it's telling you. And my skin has been telling me for a while that that particular product, just like with the exception of like one retinol product that mm-hmm. I used and, but yeah. I can, even then I can only do it once a week. And, and so it's just interesting. And I really feel like we're going to start to see people move away from that ingredient because, um, because of the reasons you just outlined. I mean, just based on what I'm hearing people in the online space say and experts like you, I just have heard a lot of sort of doubt that that's the holy grail ingredient that it's been sold to be. So is that the same with Bakuchi all then? Would you kind of Oh yeah, Bakuchi all is a huge marketing hype, bro. It's like, I guys, stay away from Bakuchi all. It's not going to do anything. Bakuchi all is literally, yes, it's plant-derived. Yes, it's like, you know, we have the little, you know, influx with the clean beauty movement and stuff with Bakuchi all. It doesn't do anything. I've never seen it do anything of, you know, true value from my opinion. I know there's people out there that swear by it. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of this is also placebo, Sonny. I really do. Like, if you were to honestly ask me, I think a lot of times skincare products, you can convince yourself that something's working very, very quickly. I mean, the mind is very powerful, right? So it's, I mean, if you look at it from scientific validity and efficacy, I just don't think enough studies are out there in general about Bakuchiol. And the ones that are, are not very, like, oh my gosh, hit home. You know what I mean? Like I'm really sold on this. No, I just, I don't buy it. But you know, here's one optimistic thing I will say. There is one product that is a retinol product that I actually do like. I think it's a good one. And because of the way it's formulated and that's Dr. Dennis Gross, I think his retinol line is actually the most intelligent approach I've seen to retinol because he has combined it with ferulic acid. And the interesting Mm. part there for me is that he recognizes that retinol is an inflammatory agent. So what he's done is put ferulic acid in there, which is an antioxidant, and it's an anti-inflammatory agent. Getting best of both worlds, you know what I mean, in that way. Like, you're kind of combating each. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really use it myself, but I've definitely tested the formula. I did not have any kind of, you know, what I normally have with retinol. I never had that with his products. So I know that he's doing something there that we don't Mm -hmm. quite understand fully, but it's definitely a lot gentler, you know what I mean? And it's still working with retinol. So if you're a huge believer in retinol, I would highly suggest check out his retinol line because that is, in my opinion, the only thing on the market that's even close to like, you know, acknowledging what retinol can do and finding a cure for that. So that's, that's fabulous to know. I love a yeah. good specific shout out. Um, you, you were talking ingredients and this one popped to mind because um, I have seen it used in products and of course, obsessively Googled and searched and found some surprisingly negative side effects for two DMAE. Um, you know, this is like one that years ago I started researching a line that had like all these, it was saying like oils, like omegas. And it was like, we also include DMAE. And I like Googled it and I was like, "Eh, what is the verdict on that ingredient? What's it supposed to do? And what does it really do? Um, DMAE. I mean, I don't really hear about it like by itself. That's basically, uh, dye, methyl um, amino ethanol right that's what dma stands for so it's usually used just you know in a lot of products you'll see it in like you know skincare dietary products it's going to work on your neurocognitive you know system i don't really know i mean i've never seen it just kind of isolated by itself um Mm -hmm. but i know that there is potential there you know in terms of like i guess within a formula i don't know about having it alone on its own, you know, as the hero ingredient in a product. I've never seen that. Um, I personally don't use it. I think that there's a lot of, um, 
work that still needs to be done in terms of the research. It does have, you know, I guess theoretical proof around it that it can reduce like signs of aging and stuff, but it's just, there's nothing conclusive. There's just nothing conclusive out there in the research. I mean, I, I've looked into it myself. I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's, it's not anything for me as a consumer or even a scientist to say, Hey, I'm sold. Let's do it. You know, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I think that if you incorporate it into a formula with other ingredients that are proven, um, I think it could have a lot of benefits because there's this thing called synergy, right? As a lot of us know, ingredients work together. They work together. They like to work together. That's how molecules and chemicals are. They like to, you know, play off of each other. And I think a lot of times when you're looking at the efficacy, a lot of ingredients, people love to single them out, but they don't realize that singling it out is removing half of the power it has because now you don't have the other compound that was working with that's actually allowing it to work better. So that's something to always keep in mind, right, with these kind of things. So, yeah, DMA, I think my verdict is just cool if it's in a formula, but by itself, I don't really know about the real efficacy of it. Where do you stand on a chemical sunscreen versus a physical sunblock? What's your personal preference and what does the science that you've seen support? So I am a physiologist by training. Um, You know, I have a degree in medical physiology um, from the number one university for physiology. And I tell you, I do not like chemical sunscreens. Um, The reason for that is because I'm a huge believer in the absorption of chemicals into your bloodstream. I think that with products that are used on a daily basis, you have to know what you're using and why. And chemical sunscreens just... There's a lot of harsh chemicals in there. You know what I mean? Sometimes things are not formulated the best way. So what I like to do is, yeah, physical. Because physical, actual blocking of the sun is going to get you just as far, you know, sometimes. Um, if Especially in the world we live in now. Most of us are not standing outside in the sun for hours at a time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, unless you're going out to, like, a beach day with your family or whatever, you know, just going to be out there all day. I don't think you really need to like go crazy on the sunscreen. I think you need sunscreen every day. Don't get me wrong. I think it's wonderful. You, if there's one skincare product you should have, should be sunscreen, but mineral, mineral sunscreen. You know, you are like both yeah. validating my instinct and like scaring the crap out of me because I just like, I, I am a physical, like tried and true gal, like a zinc oxide kind of babe. But I went to, um, Italy last month and I found this Eucerin product that, I mean, who knows what the chemical screen is because it's a completely different approval process and they don't consider the ingredients men, you know, medicinal over there. So they're not even listed in a clear way to me as a consumer. And I loved it. And I'm like, Oh my God, am I turning, am I turning into a chemical gal? But you just saying that makes me want to stop pivot and just run back to my zinc oxide. Yeah. And you know what? There's nothing wrong in that because you know, what's crazy. So I actually interviewed a few derbs about this as well on my podcast, because I was also curious, you know, I mean, I had done my own homework, but I was curious and I was like you, I, I mean, mineral sunscreen to me has always worked. It does the Mm -hmm. job. It blocks the sun. It gets me to point A to point B without getting any kind of, you know, excessive exposure to, you know, harmful rays. And that's what I want. And so Mm -hmm. when I looked at like chemical sunscreens, right, that were more chemical based, like they were, you know, just, I don't know, more synthetic, you could say in a way, um, 
I realized I was like, I don't know if I even need this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's not doing anything extra that my normal zinc oxide isn't doing. Uh, I know that people worry about white casts, but right now, hey, listen, we've got a lot of hacks out here. You know what I mean? We've got great tinted moisturizers or tinted sunscreens. We've got really, like, there's one um, actually in our top picks by Bubble. I love that one. It's so good. Yeah, Bubble? Like for tinted, yeah, Bubble, the brand Bubble. They made, okay. the, they just came out with uh, a set of sunscreens, and they're both mineral, um, but the one that's tinted is really nice. Another one that's really, really great, and I've been using it for years, is Tatcha. Tasha has a great mm -hmm. mineral sunscreen. I mean, you guys, there's so many options. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, there's no excuse for anyone to really have to go towards a chemical sunscreen. I think mineral like, is more than enough. Yeah, yeah and it, it ignites quite the debate in the beauty space online, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And I think a lot of times it's people just wanting to, to talk because <laughs> there's really, in my, if you were to ask me, there's no debate. I think it's just yeah. a safe option, you know? Uh, yeah, it's interesting too because you know it, it, we talked about this before we started recording. You can't have an opinion online without every John, Dick, and Harry coming out of the woodwork and being like, "Well, I disagree because." Blah, blah, blah. Listen, okay, I'm just gonna say my opinion, and I know there's gonna be people who have like shitty responses, but it is what it is. Even from a layman's perspective, having read the fact that the chemicals absorb into my bloodstream, to say nothing of what it does, you know, none of these studies, like you said, published any sort of uh, end result as, as a result of these ingredients being absorbed. All they, all they verified was that they do indeed cross that barrier and get in that enough or alone was enough for me to just be like, Oh, and I'm just, yeah. I don't know. It just makes sense to me. And, but then I found this product that I love. I'm like torn doctor. I don't know what to do, but I'm going to drop it now. I'll, yeah, I'll sell I, them I, on I, eBay I think, or something. If you don't need it, you know, honestly, Sonny, the thing is, here's the thing from a medical perspective, only barriers that are really really like kind of like lock and key like locked in that you basically really need a vehicle to cross is like your blood brain barrier you know what i mean so everything else is fair game i mean your skin to blood barrier is not locked like that so you do absorb things you know what i mean you do all the chemicals you put on top of your skin get absorbed and especially with stuff like sunscreen you're using it every day you're reapplying it yeah i say be safe than sorry you know i would rather go the mineral route Yes. Okay. You got me totally on your side again. Um, that being said, does that mean you like believe in clean beauty? Because that's always been part of their tagline, right? Is like what you put on your body gets in your body. But then clean beauty was also really, really sort of targeted lately as being nothing but a marketing ploy. So, you know, not that you have to pick one side or the other, but they kind of like blend into each other. So what are your thoughts on clean beauty as a general topic? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so you know, clean beauty. Like, I, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I did a very, I did a panel on clean beauty very early on. You know, and mm -hmm. I, nobody, I had not seen anybody else do this at the time. And my reason for doing that was literally to question clean beauty. What is clean beauty? Like, I still to this day, Sonny, don't have an explanation. Like, I don't have a definition. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what exactly is it? What does it? What are the pillars? do we have this differentiating factor because to me when i think of clean beauty i think of anything that is not going to use you know things that are known to be harmful but then i look at things like eu criteria right where you have all these ingredients that are banned and i'm like well then technically everything made in the eu is clean right because they're not using harmful ingredients so it really comes to the same question which is what is clean beauty 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can safely say this is the definition of clean. I mean, you know, it's the same thing as organic, right? Like, you don't know what clean beauty means un- until mm-hmm. you, like, you know, define it for yourself. And once you have that definition, something that's a very medical grade brand, that can be clean for you. You know what I mean? It could, mm-hmm. it depends on the consumer, I think. It's more of a psychological, you know, understanding. I, I think at the end of the day, the real take home message for me as both a consumer as a scientist is are the ingredients that are in this formula going to cause any kind of adverse effects to my body that I know of? Is there anything in the data that says stuff like, oh, may cause blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Something really bad, right? As long Mm -hmm. as I don't have to deal with those adverse effects being possibilities, I consider it to be clean. So that's my personal Mm -hmm. definition. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the simplest way for me, you know? So again, you know, I don't think there's an answer. I think it's more of like, you know, what are you willing to do? Now, if you were to ask me, you know, should clean beauty be a whole category? I would say no, because mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very, you know, it, it's it's up in the air. You know what I mean? Just like I said, it's a very like personal definition. I think that we need to understand what our pillars are as consumers and what we want in our products and go with that, you know, use that as your guiding light more so than someone saying, Hey, listen, I only used organic blah, blah, blah in my product. No, go with what your, you know, what you need, what your needs are, what your skin health needs are. I love that. Okay. What do you make of this skinimalism trend? Like a lot of people are trying to pare down their routines, keep it simple and only use products that like that are essential. What do you think of that? I love it. I think it's great. I've been, yeah. I, I actually, I've been a huge advocate for it for a long, long time. Um, I think that the real fundamental here is that your skin will only absorb the first two products you put on it. Absorb by absorb, I mean utilize. Sorry, I should say utilize. Why? Because after the first two products, the first two layers, you're not even exposing those cells to anything. They're not going anywhere. You know, the, those ingredients are not going anywhere. So you, all these like seven step methods and stuff, you guys are piling on. You know, the only seven step method I, I approve of was, remember back in the day there was the whole, um, like, you know, people were, were applying toner again, like the seven skin method. They were applying mm-hmm. a lot of toner, like in seven, it was like a Korean beauty method. And I really loved it because it was just basically saying, add a ton of hydration to your skin. That's really mm-hmm. what it was saying. But when people utilize like six different products in one routine, I, I look at that as being completely wasteful because um, the truth of the matter is, guys, the first 10 layers of your skin, your you know, the skin cells and the outer, you know, surface, the first 10 layers, the dead skin cells are the ones that are using these products. And so whatever you put on, you better make sure it's got a punch behind it because that is what's going to matter and that's what's going to change your skin. So for example, I'll tell you some, you know, we have these awards called Science of Skin Awards. And that's one of the criteria we look for Mm -hmm. in Science of Skin Awards is do your products stand by themselves as huge game changers in this industry. Mm -hmm. And so if you look through my Science of Skin for 2023, like you had mentioned Della V Sciences, they were in there, you know, Mm -hmm. you can use that serum by itself. You can use Della V serum and see results. That is what matters. Michael Morrison was in there. You can use Michael Morrison. They have one product. That serum will do the the same work that four different serums will do. That's what you want to look for in your skincare, if you ask me. Look for efficacious products that are formulated with the right, you know what I mean, like mindset. Because 
after mm -hmm. those two layers are put on, you're not going to see much effect. So, oh man. Okay. <laughs> Blowing my mind again. Okay. So just so we're clear, the cleanser is not included in that because we're rinsing that out. So that'd be like, say your toner and your serum are really the only ones who are like getting in there. And then you pop on your moisturizer just to kind of lock it in. But the only yeah. ones that are like really getting in there would be those toner steps or essence, whatever you do steps, one or the other. And then that serum. Well, it, not not so much. So let me let me rephrase that. So really, the clean anything that's under the cleansing and balancing step, don't even include mm. those. So you cleanse, you balance with mm. the toner, right? Okay. Cool. Okay. That's great because toners, if you think about it, if you're doing it properly, you're putting it on, then you're wiping it a little bit off, right? So you're kind of mm -hmm. getting it off and 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 balancing your pH. Now serums, that's where it comes in. People who are piling on niacinamide serum, mm. vitamin C serum, blah blah blah. You don't want to do that. You want one product that's going to have the niacinamide in there. It's going to have the antioxidants in there. It's going to have the collagen boosting, you know, peptides or whatever it is you prefer to have in there. And then you want to lock it all in with the moisturizer. That should be what true skin minimal minimalism is because one or two serums, that's all you need. And if you do use two serums, you don't need a moisturizer half the time because your skin should be moisturized at that point. Serums are made to be moisturizing, you know, in general. Um, just based on their formula formulations. So it really depends on, you know, what you're using for your serum and moisturizer step. That's where this really comes in. Oh, gosh, I, I want to talk to you forever. I have to ask you just really, <laughs> really specifically what toners. So it sounds like you are a believer in toners. Can you shout out yeah. a couple that you like that are helpful to bring our skin back to that balanced pH? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I am a forever fan of anything, um, by Neod or The Ordinary, so love them. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, they have the glycolic toner, which I know a lot of people have seen, it's a huge bottle, right? I love that toner. I think it's a great toner because it's using glycolic acid, which is one of the most studied ingredients um, in addition to what you had mentioned, selling retinol. Glycolic acid has actually been studied a lot, you know, and there's a lot of benefits there. So I love that toner. Um, I also love um, the one I'm using right now is by Colleen Rothschild. She's got this great matcha toner and it's really packed full of antioxidants. So I've been loving that. I mean, it, I use it almost every day. It's a really great way to like balance your pH and also get all of that, you know, free radical damage off the surface of your skin um and then um i think there's a few other ren ren makes a great toner as well i forget the exact name but it's like an orange bottle you'll mm -hmm. see it like once you see it you'll know exactly what i mean i love the whole brand ren is an amazing brand in general so that one uh is a huge winner uh let's see what else there's there's a few of them i i'm a, I'm a huge toner lover actually i think if you could find something that's got your active steps in the beginning, you know what I mean? Whether it's through cleansing or toning, I'm a fan. Let, let me just yeah. put it that way. Like I'm a huge fan of those products. So uh, I think, oh, another one, I wanted to mention this actually, let me just say Revive. Revive just came out with an essence. It's a, you know, toner slash essence, but it's a, it's got the AHAs and the acids in there. So you're exfoliating your face and it's, it is beautiful. This product, I cannot rave enough about it. Revive in general is one of my favorite brands of all time. I'm just going to put them up there. I know. It's they're, so damn expensive, though. It's just so like, why expensive. does it have to I be know. good? I, why are they so expensive? Gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. And you know what's crazy? A lot of people actually, they get mad at me because they're like, Ecta, why do you have all these expensive brands? I'm like, listen, if it works, it works, right? Like, yeah. I mean, And you know what? You mentioned the ordinary, too. So it's not like you're not giving other options. Yes. Yeah. In exactly. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying my best, you know, but I Ugh. really love Revive, guys. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I hope Ilana is listening into this at one point because 
Dr. Brown is, he's a genius, you know? So he's the one who's the brain behind this brand. And I, their CEO, Ilana, she is amazing. And, you know, they really put their heart into their product. So I'm a huge believer in their brand. Um, and no, I was not paid to say this. You know what I mean? Like, I really love them. And so, yeah, find the toner that works for you. You know what I mean? That's my really, like, I think the main thing. And, you know, if you can find something that's light enough to where it's not going to over moisturize you from the get go, I think that's mm-hmm. better. You know? Okay. Let's, let's run through your top shelf. Now you're like your current routine. And I, I want to get some of your favorite serums and moisturizers in there too. So just make sure you drop a few. Cause I want to cover a couple like cleansers you liked. We did toners, serums and moisturizers. So throw it out there about what you love and what you're actually using today. Absolutely. Start with the very beginning step, right? So there's the cleansing step is so underrated. So I'm going to start with cleansing. Right now, I am obsessed with two cleansers. The first one is by Jan Marini. Um, Jan Marini has a wonderful glycolic acid cleanser. I love this cleanser because it allows me to get that step out of the way, which is the mm-hmm. exfoliating step. I use it almost every day. If not, the other one I'm using is by Motif. Um, it's like the new. It's like a new pro- launch, I think. But I've been absolutely obsessed because it's one of those cleansers that's also a mask so you can actually put it on and leave it on for like one or two minutes and then rinse it off and it's a really great gentle cleanse but at the same time it's adding in like really great like um, polysaccharides and stuff so it leaves them kind of residual on your skin which is really nice to have you know what I mean even if it's for a short period of time it's a nice nourishing effect that you're going to feel and I just loved it it makes my skin super soft so I love it um another one one more cleanser is obviously this has been my tried and true I think for years and years now and it's by youth to the people that kale superfood cleanser it is like amazing like I never get sick of this cleanser it's literally the best so that's my cleansing step those are the ones I think are you know some of the most stand out in my mind right now um then it comes to toners right so we just discussed those uh Mm -hmm. toners right like I said I'm using Colleen Rothschild right now the matcha tea uh cleanser or sorry toner is my favorite it's really good and it doesn't leave that moisture residue on top also, at night, I use the Revive Essence. So that's how I do it. So in the morning, it's Colleen Rothschild, and night is Revive. So, okay. um, you know, that's kind of how I balance my my routine for that. But then after toner, I go in with literally one serum. And the one serum I'm using right now is Michael Morrison. Um, Michael Morrison's Genesis uh, Beta Stem Technology Serum is literally a holy grail product for me. I love it so much because it's got every single thing i think is important for good skin health in it it's got the niacinamide it's got the antioxidants it's got the peptides it's got the rejuvenation properties that i look for in anything that's balancing you know i'm really all about balancing the skin um i think that with serums we have this misconception that they need to be like super exfoliating or whatever you know what i mean like active based no for your serum you need something nourishing because you should have already done all of that in the first two steps. So for serums, right now, Michael Morrison, I use it almost every day. If I'm not using her serum, um, Lima just came out with a line. Lima, uh, oh, I don't the know laser, the at-home laser. The laser one, yeah. And they just came out with a line. And I let me tell you, they are doing it, like really doing it. So the uh, they have a cream and a serum. And that serum is really great. It's really great. And it works on... Um, an epigenetic level. So I know that's a little, you know, 
it'll take me a day to explain what epigenetics is, but I really believe in it, you know, as a scientist. So I kind of geek out over that one. You know, I love it. So it's actually shown me great results. You know, I've had decreased pore size when I use it. I do notice an effect. So I've been loving that one. Um, another one, again, Delavi Sciences, you had brought that one up. It's a great one. I mean, you know, I really kind of change it up. So, you know, again, going back to your question that you had had, you know, I do. I change up my routine. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. one week I'll use this, another week I'll use this, th- like that. So these are all great options. And for anyone who's looking for serums, I mean, we have top picks out now. So uh, every serum in top picks is really great. And so it's okay. really about finding that balance. But for me, those are the those are the heavy hitters right now. Now for moisturizers, um, I'm pretty simple when it comes to moisturizers. I've really loved this line recently. It's called Ave Sina, and they're really great because they're it's made by an immunologist. The brand is actually founded by an immunologist. She has so much experience. She's a PhD, and her whole line is based on this idea of how can we like, you know, blunt the inflammatory reaction that our skin is always going through, you know what I mean? And really Mm -hmm. balance it. So I've been loving her moisturizer. I use it in the day and I absolutely love it. And if you're somebody who just likes to have one moisturizer, you can even double up on it at night because it'll make a great night cream. So I've been really loving that one. Um, again, you know, with my moisturizers, I'm very, I finick around a little bit, a little bit. So like, I still use like water creams, um, care, um, they have a great water cream that I love to use on like, you know, hotter, more humid days. It's really, really nice. Um, so that's kind of, you know, with moisturizers, I just kind of pick one and I go with it because I don't really feel like there's a huge difference in moisturizers. I think that as long as they don't weigh my skin down too much, that's kind of the main property for me, you know. Um, but that's that. And then for eye serums, there's only two products. One of them is by The Ordinary that just came out. It was it, part of Olab's. Um, it's their peptide eye serum. I believe that's what it's called. Love that product. It's amazing. Like literally amazing. I mean, I'm more of a believer in like serums for eyes than creams. So I really, really like it. And the other one is again by Avicina. That eye cream or, or not cream, the eye serum. It's milky. It's beautiful. It's got niacinamide in it. When I tell you this has changed my entire eye care routine, I'm not joking. Like it's literally gotten rid of my milia, my dark circles, like I it's amazing. It's magic, literally. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, you're I, selling me on this, especially yeah, the dark the, circle stuff. You gotta you gotta try it. That eye serum by Avicina, I don't think there's anything else like it on the market. And I feel like it's just it's game changing. You know what I mean? Like it's I know, I don't know if you know um, Elise Tabin. She's like a very well-known mm-hmm. journalist. I follow her. her, yes. Yeah, Elise is, pheno- oh my gosh, she's phenomenal. She's the one who put me onto it. So when I first tried it, I was like, oh my gosh, Elise, where did you find this? So That's you know, awesome. I, I reached out to the brand, but yeah, that eye serum is like killer. It's amazing, so. Oh I my gosh, that. yeah. Sh- sh- Elise is coming out with a, like a tween line too, a skincare yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, I'm like excited to see what, what she's going to bring to that space. Um, okay, my gosh, that was like like advice only a true beauty junkie could just appreciate. Like, I'm like listening to this, like we're listening to like the code for Fort Knox. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. Unlock all the secrets. This was like, I can't even tell you the amount of appreciation I have because – the money that we spend on this stuff and money we waste trying to find things, it's so helpful to have a person who's truly tested it all and who's 
invested in, you know, like making this an easier space for people. You're not just testing stuff because you're a product junkie and you love it. I mean, like, you know, you're doing this with an eye towards science and helping other people. So I feel like your advice is just, it's so good to have. So thank you for running us through that. It's just amazing. Thank you. No, thank you for your kind words. They mean a lot to me. So very quickly before we go, I want you to tell us about Eugen and I know it's available as like a digital magazine right now on Apple books and your new uh, edition is coming out very soon, or maybe by the time this comes out, we'll have just debuted. Yes. Yes. So thank you so much for asking. Yeah, no, I'm so excited you guys for, for this. I mean, I, I can't tell you Sony. I, it's a labor of love with Eugen. You know, Eugen is everything that we grew up loving about magazines. I'm not joking mm. when I say that. I mean, I took inspo from all those Y2K, you know, magazines, right. That we used to just go crazy over. Like you remember your Cosmo subscription? Like it was like, you know, when you, it came in the mail, it was the thing, you know, you spent all day reading it like that kind of vibe. Like that was what I was going for with Eugen. So yes, volume two is coming out tomorrow. Um, it's launching tomorrow. I'm really excited on August 4th and it's going to be available worldwide. The first volume was a huge hit. Uh, you know, we didn't even publicize it, but this one we've been really lucky and fortunate because we were able to get it into Forbes and you know have Forbes interested in it and they wrote an article about it and Business Insider, Yahoo Finance, everyone's really kind of highlighted this edition because it's actually going to be more in depth than the first volume. The first volume was more about brands. This one is also about brands, but it's got a lot of great articles in there and guides. You know, it's like I crafted this volume to be your ultimate guide for summer skincare. And I know we're in August and we're kind of, you know, headed towards the end of the summer, but it can be used every single year if you really want it to be used because every product is tried, true, tested, and like has stood, withstood the, you know, test of time. Like it really has. So, the guides and the articles and the knowledge in there is made to last, you know, for years and years. And that's where I was going with Eugen. Um, it's also a hybrid medical journal. So like at the end of Eugen, if you'll notice real peer reviewed journal articles that I've written, you know, for medical journals are in there. So you're learning and you're also having fun flipping through this beautiful, you know, publication at the same time. Like I, I wanted this to be a learning resource. So it's fully interactive. <laughs> Um, every single spread that's in there has a button for shop this brand or listen to the episode because every brand in there is one we've interviewed. So if you want to listen to the episode with that brand, you can click on it. It's going to be available on Google Play and Apple Books. So regardless of what device you're on, um, for Google Play, we would link it to Spotify. You know what I mean? For Apple Books, mm -hmm. we linked it to uh, Apple Podcasts. So yeah, it's a really, really great publication. I think everyone, if you really look at it, you're going to fall in love with it. I, I'm Do you have like a team of reporters working on that with you? No, actually, I wrote every article myself. <laughs> every article I've written what? by myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I, yeah, that, I, I don't know baby. how you do it. And like, this is not your full-time job either. Oh, it's you not, are like no. on it. That's sleep. insane. I don't sleep. That's why you need that Alvacina eye, eye serum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to track it down. I bet it's like, I'm not even going to comment. I'm going to look up the price. I'm going to decide, you know what? Maybe I'm going to budget this into my beauty this month. My husband is listening to this, like rolling his eyes. You would die if you saw the amount of products that I have. I mean, you you probably would relate, but um, I'm going to check it out. Like all of these brands, it's very rare for me. I'm obsessive about like on my little blogs that I'm researching and Redditing and blah, blah, blah. It is so rare that I have not heard of certain lines or brands. And you brought up a handful today that are brand new to me. So 
I'm going to start researching. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Um, I mean, I okay. definitely recommend it. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Dr. Ekta, tell us where and when and how we can listen to Skincare Anarchy. Um, we yeah. mentioned the, the book that's coming out, but any other exciting projects or guests that you're looking forward to? Yeah. So we've got some, I can't name any names right now, but um, well, I can name one name. Mario Dedovanovic is going to be coming back. His episode is, yeah, his part two is coming up. So it's already recorded. Stay tuned for it on August 17th. It's going to be published. That's a big one that's coming up. And I, you know, I love Mario. Mario and his makeup is just next level. You know what I mean? Like I, that is, that's a next level get. It's, he's an amazing person. And, you know, every time I talk to him, he just, it brightens my day. And I'm so mm-hmm. excited about this interview with him because it was really cool. And so definitely one to look forward to. Um, we do have, um, you know, a couple of celebrity guests coming up. I'm not going to name any names right now, but there's a lot of really cool people coming up. And the the brands that are about to come on are going to be, again, you know, very like real deal brands. You know, they're people who are doing the right stuff. You know, for example, we've got some We've got a brand coming up that's really focused on scalp care. So I know that's like the buzz right now in the hair care industry. So we're going to have that. And um, the way you tune in to Skincare Anarchy is you can go onto any platform that you listen to podcasts because we're literally everywhere. And you can even just Google us. Just type in Skincare Anarchy podcast and something will pop up. Or you can go to our Instagram, which is at Skincare Anarchy, one word. It has all the links in our link tree, which is in the bio, and it'll take you exactly where you need to go. So that's, I, love it. I really urge everybody, please check us out on Instagram. We would love for you to follow us. So yeah. And be- you have like so many like detailed infographics. It's like a great follow because you can really like dive in on your posts. It's not just like a pretty picture. It's like a lot of good info, which I love. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I hope that, I hope your listeners love it, you know, cause we put a lot of, we put our heart into this. We really do. So, you know, it's awesome. It's been a true joy talking to you, Dr. Ekta. I'm very, very excited to see what happens next for you. And I'll be able to say, I talked to her way back when. So um, best of luck as the show goes on and you you have a loyal listener here for sure. Thank you so much, Sonia. This has been such a treat. I am so excited that you're doing this and I can't wait to listen to more episodes. Um, You know, I... I really commend anyone who starts something like this because it's hard. It's hard work. So I thank you for this platform and thank you so much for your kindness and inviting me on. It's been such a treat. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk as always. Grateful for your ratings and reviews. So if you can tap the five stars and Apple podcasts and leave a review. I would be grateful and we'll see you next time here on We Gotta Talk. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk. Please leave a rating and review. Five-star ratings and reviews help a huge amount in getting this podcast out to people who might like it or find it useful. Thanks so much for your support of We Gotta Talk. Follow me on Instagram at Sunny Abada and check out our latest blog posts at wegotatalk.com slash blog.